G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 159 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining in once again, episode 159. Now I have a gentleman with me today by the name of Adam Williamson from the Scone area in New South Wales. Uh, Adam is a father himself, um, from what I can gather, a very well respected uh, gentleman in the in the area and um, does a bit to, uh, to help the community out. Um, now Adam uh, unfortunately lost his father a while back to suicide. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about uh, what led up to that, um, you know, the, I suppose the impact that had on him and the, uh, the, the area in general and, um, you know, how he's bounced back as an individual to be able to lose someone that's close to him uh, uh, in such sudden circumstances, but also, you know, what the community is basically doing to be able to help um, others with regards to that as well. And, and as you know, many listening to this know that I'm very passionate about trying to do what I can to be able to help uh, people in regional areas to build capacity and uh, and raise our self awareness so we don't sort of get to the stage where we're sort of contemplating or, or you know moving through uh, into suicide because it's really something that um, that no one needs to, to go to. Life is is really meant to be a joy and uh, to be able to manage that more effectively. I think um, you know is within all of us. You know we've all got that ability to be able to collaborate and empower each other rather than be separated and disconnected. And that's really what leads us to these um, situations, you know, past traumas and so forth that can't be really well managed, but also the ability to be able to sort of be emotionally uh, aware and, uh, you know, have the emotional ability to be able to sort of see where we're at on a daily basis so we can uh, self-regulate and become more uh, empowered rather than disempowered and really... That's what's that's what's getting us to the stage where we're um, we're starting to, to contemplate and take uh, take these measures because we actually become disempowered and we're really not uh, you know being able to um, uh, be men primarily I guess at the end of the day so we're going to talk all about that sort of stuff and um, you know some of the great um, strategies that we might be able to you know introduce. Um, into places uh, into the future to be able to help people um you know which is really really important so i'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat uh, really appreciate your feedback if you want to email me uh, support at outbackmind.com.au just want to make a uh, special mention to green nutritionals who support the podcast so if you're lacking something in your diet um they provide uh, organic superfoods which are sourced from the best places around the world uh, really good for our gut health. When, when our gut health's working well, our mental health works well. And uh, uh, a lot of us guys in the country don't really look after our gut too much. <laughs> we don't give it uh, much love, but uh, if we can start to, to get that working better, then everything else works better. So I really encourage you to check out their website, greennutritionals.com.au. All right, thanks for listening in. G'day, Adam. G'day, Aaron. How are you today? Very well, mate. How's the weather down there? Um, absolutely magnificent, actually. It's uh, overcast morning with fog and sun's coming up out of the fog at the moment. Couldn't ask for more. Unreal. Well, I live near the ocean now. We don't really get fog <laughs> around here. But, uh, <laughs> mate, I've, I've had my fair share of it over the years. Trust me, I remember, I remember playing football uh, in the fog 
when I was a kid and you couldn't actually see, I don't know, probably 10 metres in front of you. You know, some, some kids were getting hit on the head by the ball because they couldn't see it coming <laughs> through the fog, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. We, uh, we, we, certainly don't, we certainly don't get it like that here. It's, um, it's, a, it's a bit fair weather country here in the Hunter Valley. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, mate, incredible. And, uh, yeah, I've never really been down that way, but I'd like to get down there, um, you know, uh, into the future. And I've heard it's a pretty beautiful part of the world. And you're based in Scone at the moment, is that right? Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm at Scone in what's, what's known as the, the Upper Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Valley's split into two. We've got Upper Hunter and, and Lower Hunter. Uh, we're the country guys. The Lower Hunter are the indi- industrial guys. That's where all the mines are and, the, and Newcastle and the port down there. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a good balance of life. I think it's got a bit of everything going for it. Mate, where'd the name Scone come from? Oh, <laughs> look, well. <laughs> It is actually English, I believe, like yeah. most things. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about its appropriate nature for here. Um, good for a John Laws joke, I believe. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think it comes from that English, from from those English roots there. There, um, probably some Ducus of Scone or something or other brought it over them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mate, uh, scones, scone and jam and cream was one of my staples when I was a kid and uh, it was very hard to lose that uh, sugar addiction that come from that but everywhere you went, people in rural communities had scones and um, they were bloody good but uh, um, now these days you've got you to pay about 10 bucks for two scones and jam and cream when you go somewhere so <laughs> it's a bit different but anyway. I'll tell you what, uh, and... Um one thing I really miss about, uh, you know, growing up in the 80s as a kid, CWA was still super strong. And yep. you, you think of the scones and the, the scones with jam and cream, you think of CWA. And, and I was reminiscing with some guys there lately um, about going to any event where CWA were catering. And it, was, it didn't matter where you were in New South Wales. It was always the same slices, scones, yeah, yeah. biscuits, all of the same standard, you know. It was just the greatest time going out to, to, um, to events in, in, um, in rural New South Wales back in the day. I agree. And field, yeah, field days and all that sort of stuff. And we had, um, we had um, oh, mate, you're right, it was consistent. And, and really the ingredients back then were probably a bit more pure than what they were now, so they tasted uh, a lot better, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the product. And, um, yeah, mate, chocolate eclairs and all that. God, yeah, it's uh, bringing back memories now, mate. But, but you, were, you were born in England, is that right? I was born in England. Um, I was born into, a, into a, an arable farming um, family over there in Lincolnshire. Um, my father was the um, the youngest of three in in the um, in the family there, and uh, he and his brother used to and his father used to grow potatoes and, and sugar beet and carrots and onions, and it, it was quite a going concern there. You know, in the sixties and seventies, uh, it was um, they were pretty big businesses. Those. Mm. Oh no doubt, mate. Jeez, mate. over there and probably yeah, not as um, not as like my my family are farmers primarily too, and you know they they used to like 
just basically lived from the elements. There was no fertilizer. There was not much of that sort of stuff back in the day. And, you know, I, I talked to Uncle Cole about uh, when they used to harvest, like the, um, the, the crows would go along and pull the worms out of the ground uh, from the soil. But it's a bit hard to do that anymore, you know. It doesn't, doesn't sort of happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it, funny that I... Um probably diverting a little bit i'm just doing a, a, a nuffield scholarship on soil health and mm. and we're really looking at that we're looking at the you know the differences in the early in the early soils compared to now and and how we've transitioned in farming and um i think that transitions also through mindset as well mm. all through those periods yes um <clears throat> No, it's interesting, isn't it? And uh, yeah, just how it's all diversified. And, and we've, we've been, I suppose farmers have been pushed a lot more to be able to get product to market quicker and all those sorts of things. That's mean, you know, a variety of different techniques to be able to do that. But um, yeah, getting getting back to the holistic way sometimes is is good. It's certainly got its place, but uh, unfortunately we're sort of dominated now with, um, you know, having to supply um, such broad, um, Broad, broad. Uh, I suppose uh, communities around the place that uh, that just demand the uh, the product, um, you know, quickly, and uh, uh, it makes it tricky for a farmer and the pressure and everything that goes along with that. Oh, look, I think I think that's a huge issue. Um, it's really challenging their profitability now, and look, the the guys that are still killing it um, are working so hard. Mm. Um, and whether they're working so hard or they've got huge teams that are helping them work, work hard in the different areas, um, you're seeing these supermarkets, let's, let's just vilify too, we've got supermarkets, but also um, the, the, the big players of ag that are sitting there that they can just twist the screws and, and primary producers, you know, they, they really struggle to, yeah. Um, make ends meet at the end of the day because there's so much pressure downstream. Yes, yeah, no doubt. And you know, back in the old days, mate, there wasn't. You know, it was sort of pretty easy. You know, you, you mm. got you got it to the silo when you you know when you got it there, and everyone sort of yep. waited for you rather than uh, the other way around, sort of thing. You know, so sort of yeah, the pressure and the stress and the anxiety and everything that goes uh, with all that is is pretty immense. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I do remember back, um, I, I used to contract harvest um, back in the oh, late 90s, early early 2000s and it was summertime around when they brought in the whole um, chain of responsibility, inverted mm. commas. And um, when we were up in Moree before that, you used to, you know, you'd see these old battle axe road trains heading into town with... <laughs> Let's say, let's say 100 tonne of grain on because you got to every corner you could. And, um, you know, they were doing 60, 80 if they were flat out mm. into town. Well, I just remember the year I went up there after this chain of responsibility and everybody was running legal. And all of a sudden there's these enormous great Kenworths and stuff swinging down the road at 110 with trailers swinging off the back of them. Mm. And the whole culture just sort of changed overnight. And I think that's, that's just one example, but I think that you see that in agriculture all the time where we go from like this, you know, steady, steady sort of pace of life to 
you know, we've got to make a quid and everything's got to be flat out and biggest mm. and best and mm. uh, and it really puts stress on you. <laughs> no doubt, mate. Absolutely. The technology and everything and that's continually improving, you know, and you, you're trying to keep up with it and, uh, yeah, it certainly uh, it can take a lot of joy out of the uh, the, the, the primary producing and, and doing the things that... Um, that, that were once uh, seen as, um, you know, just just uh, uh, a tool to be able to support humanity, you know, uh, growing stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're sort of rushing to grow things and that, uh, that energy is not great, you know. It can be... Uh, can be detrimental to our to our own mental health uh, in many ways, but I wanted to sort of talk about uh, your own journey, mate, with regards to you know growing up uh, when you got to Australia, what it was like. Um, sort of you moved around a little bit, and what was it like for a pommy kid sort of coming into this environment? I suppose you were probably still a bit young to uh, to know any different back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, look, it was um, it was really interesting. I mean, I was very young, obviously, when we when we come out. Um, Mum and Dad were sort of the adventurous end of the family, and uh, they'd sort of staked out Australia um, in the years prior to my to, to me coming along. Um, really, just come over here and fell in love with it. Like you know, um, looked at the potential of agriculture and and just a lifestyle, and and thought, wow, this is a this would be a great change from the cold and miserable lifestyle at home and mm. you know some things happened on the on the family farm there that um you know made it made it a little bit smaller and um and he had an opportunity or my parents had an opportunity to to divest from that and, and buy a place out here and so they they bought a place out of forbes um out in the central west it's funny actually that when when i talked to mum um recently and we never really spoke much about it but when they came out the two places that sort of really looked at was um forbes and scone Mm. anyway we we ended up at at forbes um but you know going out going out to forbes there in reflection it must have been a hell of a culture shock for them at 28 with a new baby on an irrigation place out there and they'd never even farmed in australia mm. and um yeah but at the time and i remember uh very young there growing up there were so many families you know they had support networks um mm. all the way down our road down our road there was, there was young families there and and we all sort of helped out to each other and Went to social events, to tennis, cracker nights, things like that, and um, and yeah. So as far as being a pom growing up was, it's funny because I I sort of even though I lived all my life in Australia, of course, when I first went to school, I'd only ever been exposed to to some uh, my parents from um, Sheffield and Lincoln, and uh, I spoke quite broad English. And so, yeah, of course, you get the piss taken out of you for most of your life with that, but I think I've dropped most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound pretty authentic now, but you would have you copped a bit of shit back then about the English cricket team and how slow Graham Gooch was and all that, I would have thought, back in the day. Oh, look, I'll still cop it now. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and rightly so. It's it's great to have that. I think it's just great to have those long term rivalries, isn't it? Yeah. You oh, know, it's huge something where you can get together and if you can't take the piss, well, the contest is not worth it, is it? Mate, um, it's interesting you talk about um, the community stuff. Like where I'm from, uh, my family were sort of um, prominent farmers in the. Um, in the Wimra, sort of in the Kalki, uh, Blackheath area, my pop sort of got some land out there years ago and he started it up and then Uncle Cole sort of got into it and then his son got into it and now his son's into it, you know. And um, yep. we had a hall out there called Sailor's Home Hall. So everyone would get together there. Like there, was a, there was a tennis court there, you know. Uh, there was a footy club up the road, cricket club up the road. But there was a hall, uh, Sailor's Home. It's still there now, mate. It doesn't get used, but... When you walk into that that environment, you just feel peaceful because some of the the great stuff that um, that went on there over the years, and you know, we used to get there and we'd have card nights and we'd have bands and you'd have all that sort of stuff, and it was awesome. You know, it was really really good, very simple. Oh, certainly, it's um, that weren't they weren't they just fantastic times? Um, like you say, so simple. Um, Everybody knew their place in society there. They, mm. they all chipped in. Like I said, with the CWA, they all had their own own thing that they brought. Nobody ever brought two plates of jelly slice. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, 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 yeah, we took time to do those important social events. And, you know, it didn't necessarily have to be on the calendar. It was just mm. something intuitive that, that happened for the whole of community. Mm, second nature. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was incredible, mate. It really was. And, and that connection was always there. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about more of the future as we go. But, yeah, sort of how much we've been disconnected uh, from it, you know, uh, from that sort of stuff. I, I really miss it. You know, where I live now is great. We don't have somewhere where, we, where everyone can go on a... You know, on a, on a weekend to get together to talk about stuff and that, you know, and that's, I believe, what we need as humans. It's really fundamental to our well-being. Yep. Yeah, certainly. Um, and um, I know, oh, just from a personal point of view here, I, um, I got into a role of farming seven days a week, mm. as tends to be the thing. I think everybody in the farming sector will... All, um, have been on that boat at some point and you know it, you, you become obsessed with it and um, anyway a few things went on I ended up um, after about five or six years of working seven days um, accidentally slipping into a cricket team oh really and, <laughs> and I've got to say like this this sounds a bit, this, this sounds a bit wanky but greatest life-changing event because all of a sudden I had to put down the tools on a Saturday because mm. you've got to turn up and, <laughs> mm. and, and um, you know, and, and, and be there for uh, what, what ends up being your mates or, or, or whatever and you have to commit to those things and, and, and that, was such a, that was such a change in my life just reflecting on it. I've not really reflected on this before but like all of a sudden, I, I've uh, and I'm now captain of that cricket side. I've <laughs> hung around long enough, um, but you know, just 
just to be in that environment where you've got people to talk to on a regular basis and and you sort of get, I suppose, that bit of social meaning in life again. Mm. You've got all the meaning on the farm. I mean, you know, you're responsible for your animals and you're responsible for your irrigation to go out on time, but there's nothing there's nothing the same as as, as meaning something to to other people, is it? Yep. Oh, I agree, mate. It was it was huge, you know, back in the seventies, eighties and and so <laughs> forth, yeah. And and just the, the camaraderie that, that, that comes with it. Uh, and you know, yeah, we never sort of judged each other as much then, or we weren't as critical as each uh, of each other, or, or um, you know, uh, sort of had the, the distractions that we've got now, and uh, that innate human nature of, of, of closeness of communication, um, you know, is really important, and you know, you really need to be proud of yourself to to actually like you know get your mind away from the money that you could possibly be making by working to, to actually doing something that supports your well-being because if you do that then, then then the return you know is amplified because you're actually more engaged when you are working and the productivity improves it it's incredible isn't it i i you know money is such a horribly quantifiable um object mm. um when you compare other sectors of life, um, you know, and and if you spend all of your time chasing those dollars, it, it, it that's all you can see. Yeah. And um, yeah, once you once you can break that, or I don't know, this is just my experience. Once you can break that, um, all of a sudden, all your opportunities open up. You go, wow, this just so much more in life and then the you know the money side of things well it opens up as well because all of a sudden you're seeing more opportunities and you're seeing people and and world's a big place <laughs> yes that's right and mate you know i had a conversation with someone here recently he's saying we we've been programmed into this into this mindset of abundance coming through financial uh, you know, outcomes it's only a very, very small part of what actually abundance is. There's abundance in everything, you know, but we're actually like, we're, we're seeing like our life as, uh, as an attachment to how much, um, you know, capital we've got, how much money we've got in the bank, how many assets we've got, all that. But really, it's, 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 it's really secondary to the, to, to the real stuff, I suppose, at the end of the day, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it is. It's just that, it's just the quantifiable nature of it. And it's it's a horrible thing. I mean, it. I mean, we look at inflation. <laughs> yeah. It's always inflating. Nobody inflates the value of happiness. Yes. Um, but we inflate the value of things and 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 um, and that bank balance. Mm. It was enlightening. I work in an industry where there's a lot of money, um, and I've worked for people um, who have you know vast quantities of the stuff and. It's it's not a place you often envy mm. um, being amongst them mm. because it breeds discontent. Yeah. And but don't get me wrong, if they want to sling me a bit of it, that's fine. But I'll find something useful to do with it. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> I had an eye opening. Oh, I don't know if it was eye opening. It just spun me out. Um, one of my old bosses. Had done very well in life. He he um, he um, he was a self-made millionaire, 
and um, had worked really hard at it. Um, but it got to a point there where he, you know, had excesses, absolute excess. Mm. And he was at, we were at his work party one day and he's miserable as, and eventually got the better of us. We like, we, we had to work out what, what was wrong with him. Turns out his mates at the country club were putting shit on him because he wasn't a billionaire and they were. Oh, really? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, there you go. He wasn't go. far off it, but he wasn't quite there. Yes. Oh, mate. We were like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. Oh, mate. But that's the thing that that attachment causes suffering. You know, you, you're attached to yep. being something or getting somewhere or whatever, and, and you're really losing touch with yourself, you know. You're, you're sort of getting away from, from the important stuff of life, which we got back to before with the CWAs and the, and the, <laughs> the, the communications and that, and, and that sort of stuff is free, you know, primarily. But um, we, we, get, we get sort of sucked into this, uh, this, 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 this funnel of um, thinking that once we reach uh, a certain you know, uh, point or we, we get a certain thing that we're going to be happy, you know, but um, uh, really that's not, that's not the, the, the reason for it. I reckon the education system's got a lot to answer for. <clears throat> you know, it really is educated to support the economy at the end of the day and sort of made us feel that, uh, that happiness comes from that. But really, you know, we just need to get back to the simple things which, uh, you know, which, which don't cost anything and, uh, and that's where the, the, the real stuff sort of come from. Uh, comes from, would you agree? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's some big questions to, to, to look into there, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, I, think, I think we look at the education system. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a babysitting function um, for factory-oriented parents mm-hmm. um, in, its, in its primary function. Um, and, and it's interesting to, um, to take kids, not that I'm endorsing this, I'm quite happy with the education system and I, I honestly think it's going forward at such a rapid rate. I'm really impressed with the little primary school we've got in Scone here and, and I've got two boys of, of, um, uh, seven and nine and, and they attend in, in school here at the public school and. Some of the some of the systems they're working now are fantastic and and um, and they're advancing so quickly. But you know, you you take <coughs> you take kids out of that system for let's say six months. Mm. Um, I'll use an example for our own for our own um, childhood. We um, when when my father and uh, and mum sold the property in. 1987 i think it was um we jumped in a in a caravan and and traveled up to expo must have been 1988 uh, traveled up to expo up at up at brisbane like the rest of australia yeah yeah and and then from there we spent six months in the caravan i think dad must have traveled straight up to about emerald up there mm. we spent six months traveling between emerald and darwin you know pretty you know we just pull up and back in the 80s i had 80s parents where they would say to their um what were we four six and eight year old here's your bike would you bugger off for the day <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> and, we would, 
find your own way back. <laughs> and we would. That's it. So we'd we'd bugger off and go and go fishing for eels and and oh, you know the things that you do when you're a kid in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> we do many 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 things we probably shouldn't repeat, but um, but you know for six months we were on the road up there and and I. I remember mum being really concerned because we never did any schoolwork and she's like, oh, you're going to be so behind and, and all this. And I get to school and it's almost like they've gone backwards. Yes. Yeah. You know, we've had such a hell of an experience and such social experience, you know, all the rodeos at Camel Wheel and, and, <laughs> and, and beyond and, and um, all of those experiences that you just don't get. Yes. sitting at, at school and and yeah it really is reflective of i suppose um the i don't know if it's a lack of advancement or the the potential that you have to advance further in that in those school age years mm, that's true and it's amazing the amount of people that have been just doing that like just going and saying bugger it we're going going to drive around for a while and um you know, they might be, might be gone for three months, six months, a year or whatever. My, my old boss has been doing it for three years nearly, you know. He's got a caravan and he, he's just been going around and around and hasn't, hasn't sort of settled. But uh, he's happy as Larry doing that, you know. But, um, but yeah, for, for the growth of a kid, you know, um, to, to, to have that sense of freedom, I think it's really important, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. That's, and, yeah, that, that freedom to get out and and um explore the world on your own terms i suppose as well yeah um i reflect on that with my kids and my kids don't do half the shit i used to do <laughs> I, I haven't taken one of them to hospital with a broken arm or something oh, yeah, um yeah <laughs> i mean that's great don't get me wrong yeah. that, that's terrific but it just shows they're not pushing the limits yeah <laughs> yeah oh god Oh mate, I but by the time I was sort of that age, I'd yeah already broken quite a few things and and uh, <laughs> yeah got myself uh, stuck in, um, in 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 areas that uh, were very tricky tricky to get me out and stuck up trees and all that sort of stuff, you know. So um, it's uh, it's a different environment, but we have sort of changed the way that we we parent and all that too. And um, yeah, mate, um, you know. It's not just with kids, like, as we get older, we've got to be able to have that sense of uh, release and freedom for our own mental well-being. And I think when you're working all the time and that, um, you, you can get really sort of stuck between your ears. And uh, a lot of the negative stuff and the uh, emotional side of things um, starts to take hold unless you're doing things to, to open up your heart more rather than sort of, um, you know, just keep, uh, keep stuck in your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And... And you know, as you as you as you get into those working ages, traditionally the culture is that you um, you know you, you look after yourself. Um, you're, you're you're adulting now, and and you know you've, you've seen you've seen your stoic parents do it beforehand often, mm. and you just go well. You know that's how it's supposed to be done. I I should know what I'm doing, and I shouldn't have to ask for help for it. And um, you know there, there should be a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow <laughs> there if I just push myself through it. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Um, well said, mate. Now that's true. That's true. But 
but sometimes you know for a guy primarily that 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 sort of doesn't uh, doesn't come and yeah we just keep working harder or we keep uh, you know um, you know pushing to to too too much without sort of learning to slow down and, and sort of you know get balanced again and you know you know for a guy how how relaxed you become when you go fishing or something like that I think we need to be able to you know bring those sorts of feelings into our lives on a daily basis just to be able to sort of yep. settle the mind down <clears throat> so it's not dominating as much but also settle a nervous system down so it's sort of more more in control because when we're tensed and we're thinking thinking all the time you know that that tension can go into the body and that can cause disease primarily and um, um, you know we've, we've got to take the foot off the pedal um, you know and there's there's various ways of doing that but I just think a lot of people in the land um, you know in, in regional areas don't don't appreciate and acknowledge that as much and um, you know we're sort of focused on the on the financial side of things um, you know very heavily as, as we've discussed here but um, to do things that help us switch off like you know back in the old days mate back in the 80s you just sit across the table from something and play cards wouldn't you you know yeah that, that, that sort of stuff's really important but um, you know I think uh, you know, these days we're sort of we're sort of you know got so much other stimulation uh, in our lives that uh, we're sort of disconnecting from uh, people around us and sort of putting more energy into a device or whatever which is not really doing much to, to keep ourselves you know mentally well would, would you agree I think it's I think it's a really interesting space in time, Aaron. Mm, it is. Um, you know, I I, I, I I use social media far too much. Um, I'm really interested in everybody else's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think that's a trap we all fall into. Yeah. And, you know, like from personal experience, um, you know, if you've come off, the, there's probably a large group of us um, realistically, but you only look at what you want to see. Coming off the land, you sort of, and you've got a desire to get back there, and you want to drive big headers, and you you want to own these big tractors, and 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 have a you know experience in the helicopter pushing up thousands of cattle, and mm. and the reality of life for most is far from that, mm. and and you you know you you have these insights from from the show reels of many people's lives mm. that then become something that you know think you, you you become envious of whether you like it or not you become envious of that thinking oh shit you know that what have i done with my life i'm not i'm not like old joe over here mm. but you know you don't you don't so much see the negative sides of that the debt burden the um, mm. the relationship strains, the the um, the family ties involved with some of those businesses, or in the corporate sense, just yeah yeah, you get that cutthroat you know business attitude that that um, all of these things um, push people to this monotony of 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 work. Um, for these goals that are unachievable to them, themselves and, and most other people. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you do need, you need a, you know, you get to a point in life, I think, 
this from my own experience where all of a sudden the body starts to fail yeah and it's a it it's a wake-up call you go well you know uh, you know i've um i've strived for all these things thinking i'm going to be 28 and bulletproof mm. but that's not the reality for 95 percent of us yeah um you know the body breaks down and all of a sudden you you can't do what you've always done and it's a real reality check mm. that's true mate you know i always say listen to the body it's smarter than you <laughs> if, if, if the body's uh, giving you a sign that something's you know <laughs> wrong or or um uh you know out, out of whack then you've got to pay attention to that you just can't keep masking it um you know your body's going to give you signals all the time we just don't know how to read them and um <clears throat> you're right uh, it can it can result in in disease primarily and um <clears throat> pardon me I, I guess we we just need to be able to to to, to pay more attention to that rather than outsource it as, as guys primarily you know we we tend to, to to look outside ourselves for answers but all the answers are actually within us <clears throat> if we can actually excuse me uh, learn how to um, how to be aware of that and, and what you know what, what's actually being sort of said to us and relayed to us because uh, yeah that 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 physical disease can can end in mental disease and, and all that as well and you, you start to self-doubt yourself and uh, all those sorts of things but um, you know, getting back to what I sort of said before about being able to sort of get your nervous system in balance on a daily basis and do things that help you feel calm, helps your body sort of feel find that um that equilibrium again too so you're not actually um you know in this tension all the time because that tension creates you know imbalance and 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 inevitably disease as well and um you know some of these things that i believe you 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 said before we're in a pretty unique moment in time we can start to really you know be aware of this sort of stuff so we're not um having all the challenges that we've sort of faced as guys, um, you know, into the future as much. And it's not as not as common to have younger people dying or, or younger people taking their own lives because um, we're not aware of ourselves. You know, I think it's <clears throat> a great moment in time so we can actually create a, a better self-awareness and, and start to, um, to give ourselves the ability to be able to, you know, self-regulate emotionally, but also, you know, help the body regulate so it doesn't sort of, you know, get the get the issues that we're sort of getting you know in our 40s 50s and sort of beyond that um you know it's not normal to get cancer it's not normal to um to uh you know have these things go on we, we just sort of seem to accept them these days but um i just reckon if we can start to, to you know ask questions about why this is happening and then and then sort of get to the bottom of the, the the cause you know look more at the cause rather than the problem and actually deal with the cause sometimes that can help us um um, you know, get back to um, back to back to being or feeling sort of balanced and normal again, perhaps. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> look the if you can, it, it's it's really hard to transition into that space where you can listen to your body and and what it's actually trying to tell you, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know and. I think sports people probably have the have the upper hand on this mm. um, because they have spent such a long time listening um, to their body and knowing when there's a niggle up and, mm. and 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 often in this 
mental health space, and I just having this thought as a going, you know, in this mental health space, you hear so much from um, from sports people, uh, or those that have been active in their life and have a greater understanding of of, of body and 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 consequently mind, um, and those are you know those are lessons that. That can be that can be taught. They're, they're, they're out there. They're a resource, mm. um, and, and you you hear such positive stories from <coughs> from a lot of the sporting community, and and I suppose um, oh, looking looking now, you, you look towards the Ukraine, your military people as well. I mean, that's that's a space similar to the agricultural space there, where they um, you know have 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 great mind and, and body um, issues and, mm. and and there are certain certain ways to to, to look at that mm. <clears throat> that's true mate yeah any anything you know where <clears throat> you, you you've got to perform you know whether you're a you, you're a person in um in agriculture now primarily you've got to perform don't you you've got to get that product to market and there's a time on that and all those sorts of things um yeah you know that 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 stress you know whether you whether you can actually see it or not um you know can accumulate and and that can lead us to a point of of you know depression and anxiety and all those sorts of things because we we just become out of whack but um um yeah uh, you're right like anything like yeah military professional sports people which you know I've had a lot of them on the podcast here before to talk about you know their own their own th- thoughts of what happiness was and you know being able to sort of push themselves to a higher level to perform and get all the accolades um you know that go with that it's no different than the guy before that was trying to get to be a billionaire that was still a millionaire you know um (laughs) trying to get to a like an a grade player rather than being a b or c grade player that's how they class you know performers um and athletes these days you know so so it's no different you know uh, in many ways but i think the, the, the real secret for a man and a, and a human is to be content and compassionate for yourself and compassionate for other people. That gets back to, you know, the CWAs of the world and, and all that too, you know, just, just be being purely content and, and happy in that environment and um, being able to sort of do more to, to help others and give more to others. I think that's the secret. So that guy, the millionaire guy, he'd probably be really happy if he gave away a lot of that money to give him a sense of freedom and joy from that, you know. But if he's still, if he's still, um, you know, trying to, to, to be something or someone, um, then that greed can really, you know, can really be cancerous and it can cause lots of suffering at the end of the day. Um, yeah, certainly. And I think if we're, um, I think if we're, um you know, overly challenging ourselves on a daily basis, um, it, um, it, it it's not going to be healthy. Um, you know, desiring that that extra bit every every um, every time, and that's that's what consumerism, I suppose, has has led us to. Yeah, that's true, mate. We, we're going to be able to rise above that. I think you know. Getting back to what we sort of discussed before about abundance and seeing that abundance comes in many ways other than what we're sort of led to believe here, you know, I think that's uh, that's that's key to be able to sort of balance our mental health and that moving forward, you know, and, 
it's interesting, obviously, mate, um, you know, you, you had um, your own sort of um, issues there with, with what happened to your dad. And, you know, as I mentioned to you the other day, I'm, I'm really, you know, sorry to bloody hear about all this. And it's it's too too common whether it's an older guy or a younger guy. But could you give us a bit of an idea of um, sort of, you know, uh, his life and, and sort of how that sort of all came about? Yeah, sure. Um yeah, so um, so my my father um, took his own life um, back in two thousand and eighteen mm. on the twentieth uh, of November, mm. and um, you know if I explain the day we we as a family we were travelling back up from Victoria we were just we, we took the truck and I can't remember what we were doing we took the truck and gooseneck down there and. We're camping in it, and and um, oh, we stayed just outside uh, Young there that night. Just pulled up at the roundabout at I think it's Wombat, um, <laughs> and in the morning went and did a bit of cherry picking, and on the way home get a phone call while I'm driving the truck from from Mum. Um, I could hear her say, "No, I've got to talk to Adam." Um, I'd given the phone to my wife there, and. And, you know, and you hear this all the time. I I got the phone and, like, mum said, basically very, she said, look, your dad's dead. And I mm. I put all of the pieces together immediately. Mm. I was like, oh, no, that's happened. Are you okay? You know, you know, what's, what what can we do? And, and that, that phone call's pretty brief, but... Um, leading up to that, so leading up to that, you know, we talk about the pressures of the pressures of farming and the like. Um, he'd experienced that pretty intensely when when we moved out from England to Australia. Mm. Um, on reflection of it, and you, you know, as kids, you you don't notice these things, but. He was 28, with a young family, come out, bought 1,000 acres irrigation out, out at, um, between Forks Condo, mm. jumped in at the in the 80s when in interest rates were nuts and, um, and quickly learned about Australian droughts in 1982. Um, and, yeah, he, he was a very creative man and, um, and he would try anything and everything <laughs> to to make stuff work mm. and of course australia is a bitch of a country <laughs> it'll sort you out mm. um and you know he he just he just couldn't make it work and and um later on mum tells me that you know he had his first attempt um when the bank was going to foreclose on us and mm. and it was clear that place had to be sold um you know, all the inheritance is down the drain. She's she's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, and he'd worked all of his life for, for this dream, and all of a sudden it's torn off you. Yeah. And it's gone, and and he saw no other way. Um, mind you, the other side of that, and this is and this is so so often the case. My mother, with three little kids in tow, had to put him in the hospital while she went and negotiated the sale of the farm and, yeah. and moved and cleaned everything up. Like, you know, you look at 
But these are the these are the real consequences of 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 suicide or even attempted suicide or mental health. Is mm. Often the partner or those those alongside they're the ones that bear the brunt. Mm. Um, you know, and that's a pretty commonplace. I think in I think especially in a farming context, that's pretty commonplace. The 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 wife gets forgotten about and and or the partner, and they're the one that cleans up the mess anyway mm. in short so um he he led a frustrated life after that you know all he wanted to do was go back farming the way he had grown up doing it and and you can't once you've you know unless you've really kicked on in life and moved along um you can't just jump back into a thousand acre property uh with no debt mm. and then um and do that and and so that tormented him for for all of his existence mm. um now uh, from from our point of view i suppose that that specter of uh, of taking one's own life it's sort of been over the top of us for many years mm. and when it did actually happen it was at a point in life where we thought no he's all good everything's fine Mm. And um, and so, you know, that was a bit of a shock to us at the time because we just got to the point where we'd resolved, oh no, everything's okay. But they weren't. Mm. Um, mm. And and it came down to you know the physical manifestations of, of stress in in tinnitus from well, there's some bad OHS policies on farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of <laughs> But, but tinnitus, but serious tinnitus, and, and he'd had hips replaced, and you know he hadn't looked mm. after himself on the farm, yeah. and looked after his uh, his physical well-being, and he certainly hadn't looked after his mental well-being. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's <coughs> you know um, we discussed earlier about um, you know that that mental that mental well-being and how important it is to have circuit breakers and understand what's important in life. Mm, that's true um, but um, but yeah that so so I've, I've probably carried on a little bit there but um, yeah, but that so. that's sort of um, how that all came about and <coughs> you know we've had to move forward from there as a family um, in different ways mm. how old was he mate uh, he was a 1952 model that would have made him 66 66 so still you know really young Unreal. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. In the scheme of things, and you know, at that point, um, he had four, four grandchildren. Mm. Um, you know, and and um, they no longer get the opportunity to to spend time with 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 granddad, farmer yeah. granddad. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he misses that opportunity as well, and. You know, my mother misses the opportunity of of interacting with the grandkids as a couple as well, and mm. and you know those those are the impacts. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm I'm really really bloody sorry to hear it, and you know you're right. So it's a flying effect of it all, but um, but you know just thinking about your dad and and you know sort of having some awareness of what he might have been going through, like. 
you know, just feeling so stuck uh, in in um, in the negative mind. We call it like you know, just sort of not being able to sort of get out of that, and um, you know. Yeah, it would have been terrible for him for all these years, you know, just just having to go back to that that sense of struggle and suffering again. That sort of becomes your bloody default setting after a while, you know, unless you're careful of it and able to rise above it. And, um, you know, I've seen it in many guys, you know, unconsciously for a long time, you know, around my dad's era and grandfather's era and that, you know, guys that were, were very much... You'd see him as being warriors primarily, you know, oh, he's a warrior, that's what they used to say. But, you know, the reason he was a warrior is because he had something go on all those years ago that he hadn't resolved, you know, and was never able to move move through it. And, um, yeah, I feel so sorry for, for your old man and, um, you know, uh, that, that bank pressure, you know, when you're trying to do the right thing um, as, a, as a human, you know, trying to put food on the table and, uh, and grow products so you can get product to other people's table and that. You're just trying to do the right thing, but you've got this overarching uh, entity which is, um, which is causing disruption in your life, you know, and, and a lot of them aren't trying to work with you, or they weren't back then. Maybe we've got a few good ones now that are, that are more proactive, but, you know, they need to be more, more solutions orientated, and your old man would not have got those solutions back then, I would have thought, either. No, certainly, certainly not. Um, and he was searching for them, you know, mm. in, in reflection. Mm. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of positives out there. I mean, there's guys like yourself um, and, and you see, and the positive side on social media there is too, being able to put these sort of words out. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean... From my father's experience, or from what I perceive as my father's experience, he was really let down, I suppose, by the by the normal health service. Mm. Um, he was on he was on the standard cocktail of antidepressants and and the like. Yeah, you know that that are, that are just a mask. Yeah. They're just a mask. They're never they're never going to to fix you. Mm. They're just going to hold you in a place in time mm. and. You need to have a circuit breaker. You need to find that cricket team. You need mm. to, you need to have those CWA meets and, and 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 talk to people and 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 have meaning in life. Yeah. Um. And that's and and, and meaning above paying off whatever asset finance you've got. Um. You know. And and, and so I think it's. It's super important that we we sort of start we start looking at that that journey of well being and and looking at your physical assets. Um, you know, you, you've got to look at how your body's control, how your body's working, where your mind's at, and 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 what 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 you can put in place to to make sure that that once you do that, you then got to make sure that that's a genuine thing and you're not just masking <laughs> you're not just yeah. masking um old wounds yes um you're actually resolving them got to enjoy it you know enjoy is i-n-j-o-y you know you actually got to enjoy what you're doing and uh yeah you're yeah. right so, sometimes we do shit just, just to mask uh, stuff and scars and traumas underneath but you know i reckon the biggest thing for me was to actually like dive deep into those traumas and, uh, and actually like, um, you know, understand that they were 
triggers for my emotional, um, you know, uh, output and uh, to be able to sort of go back and revisit them and then sort of, you know, say, okay, I understand why now. Thank you for the lesson. Um, thank you for what you've taught me and then being able to move forward from some of those things because, yeah, I remember, mate, like, you know, uh, when I was a young fellow, like some stuff happened and, and that stayed with me for a long time, you know, and that was sort of sadness that was, was turned into anger, you know, and that anger, um, you know, is a real, real cancer at the end of the day. It doesn't sort of go away unless you, you're able to dive into it and, and sort it out. And, you know, you know maybe, maybe the, the, the anxiety tablets and the antidepressant tablets have got a, a purpose, but they're not a solution long term, you know, uh, to be able to sort of look at why why you're not happy or why you're, you're out of whack and be able to sort of go back into it and, and then sort of fix it you know try and fix it and then and then move forward you know and that way we can start to be more um, able to enjoy our lives you know because we're not really here to struggle mate right I think it's you know I think it's a, it's a great world you know in many ways uh, we, we just don't see don't see it because we're too fixated on um, on on the on the performing and the the outcomes. Uh, I suppose you know, which can be really, really difficult for us. And you know, I, I I'm lucky that I'm still on this planet because you know I got to that stage where Dad had got a lot. You know, when I was younger, and um, you know something kept telling me to, to to hang on here. And you know, I'm grateful for that. But uh, I know sort of you know the pressure that he would have. Um, would have been uh, feeling, um, you know, and um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry to hear, you know, to, to that, uh, to, to you know, for for that um, particular circumstance, but it's it's far too common, and you know, we're going to try and do what we can to to, to help more people, so that doesn't be uh, the only way, I suppose, as well. Yeah, um, no, and, and and look, you know. Um, On on that, I think you look at the the struggles the struggles in life, and I, I think we we sort of run down the a dangerous path when we when we talk about well being as well as life being good and happy. Yeah, well being means that you can embrace you can embrace your feelings and and deal with them. You can embrace the feeling of pain. You can embrace struggle, and and know that that's part of life. And and that it's strange and weirdly, and and most farmers should know this. There's a certain joy that comes with struggle, mm. and and there's there's great joy to be had once you've pulled yourself through it. Um, I just just having the pleasure of speaking with you, Aaron. You know your your struggles. Um, from that farming context and, and where you are now, I'm sure that on reflection gives you the greatest of joy and, and meaning in life. And, and I think I think that's super important for for, for people to understand that struggle is normal. Mm. Like we all struggle, um, and it and the and the joy can be taken from from how we how we deal with that struggle and, and how we go forward with it um as well and, and and who we can who we can bring in the in the conversation about that and and mm. and, and help along the way that that's true mate you know 
Um, geez, isn't it amazing just how isolated we become and how separate we, 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 we become? But, but that, that's a construct of our own mind in many ways, you know. <coughs> what, what, what you talked about before, like the social media, if you, if you see it as a well-being tool so it can keep you connected when you are isolated, then, then great, you know. Don't, don't beat yourself up for it. Um, it can be uh, a really good tool to support that and um, you know uh, just don't be too attached to it so you're doing it a lot but just be aware that uh, you can um, you can manage it you know it's like most things in life if you like a beer you know manage it rather than it managing you if if it's managing you then that's when you'll 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 start to get uh, consequences but uh, I just think that um, uh, yeah you know we we sort of become attached to the, the negative uh, really, really quickly and, you know, we shouldn't be doing this or, or that or whatever, but find the sense of joy in, in something that, um, that you're getting, um, uh, you know, a bit of an outlet from, but, you know, don't let it control you. I think that's really important. And, um, you know, the negative thoughts can really control us too and all that type of stuff, you know, so it's just being able to, to, to really be aware. And, and this is the, these, are the, these aren't the conversations that your dad would have had, uh, you know, your grandfather would have had or any of that. Like, I think we are really at a, a great moment in time now where we can start to heal the seven generations before us so the next seven generations can be better, which is your kids and beyond, mate, you know. Uh, I just think we're, we're very lucky that we're actually being able to, uh, you know, expose ourselves a bit more and, and open up these conversations so those, those next generations can benefit from that. And, um, you know, your, your dad's generation would, couldn't do it. Um, you know, the grandfather, as my grandfather couldn't, they, they couldn't do it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just think we're, we're, we're quite blessed and lucky to be in the, in the situation that we're in at the moment. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think you and I have had the, uh, the greatest existence in, in, in humankind. We've, we grew up as kids in the 70s and 80s, mm. um, got away with that shit, still alive. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and now we get to talk about our feelings in our 40s. <laughs> which is um, which is great. <laughs> that, that's true. Absolutely, it is. We're, we're, we're very lucky. But, you know, I look at it, um, yeah, 40 years ago, I was 10, and I remember being in the footy sheds and that then, mate, and these conversations would not have, like, been any anywhere near what we're having, um, you know, now sort of thing, you know, those conversations, you know. So, so yeah, so we are very, very fortunate. But you look at the evolution of, of that, mate. We've gone from cars that were made out of steel into cars that are made out of plastic, you know, computers, mobile phones, all this sort of stuff, which has never, ever been seen before in human history. And um, we've actually got to be, 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 be pretty grateful to see that. I know we can see it as a negative, and we're talking before about, you know, the great days when the phone had a cord on it and all that sort of stuff. They, they were good, but, but that advancement is... Um, is um is tremendous as well and um you know we can get stuck stuck in the past uh and wish we could have you know, still be living in those ways but i just reckon um yeah we're, we're 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 quite lucky to be in this in this period and you know the next the next 10 20 30 years we're going to see so much more advancement than what we've probably seen in the last 30 so you know strap ourselves in so we can actually enjoy it and 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 try and be part of it i suppose rather than disconnect from it um as well but you know also do the things that are really fundamental like you know the the constant communication with others uh rather than through a device you know like getting into a cricket club or 
or um, you know, getting around you know people socially more and more. Um, you know, do the things that are kind for yourself and kind for others, and not sort of be too fixed on on you know personal benefit and outcome. And I just think that gets us back to human nature and humanology at the end of the day. Oh, look, I I couldn't agree more, Aaron. I um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't think you could say it better. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Someone said to me today, uh, the other day, uh, about uh, one of my my biggest um, um, things was never being able to take a compliment because I, I was always felt like I was unworthy. But they just said you need to learn to receive. So I appreciate you giving me a compliment there, and I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is super important. It is. Um, yeah. And I, I'd be similar down the same line, and I think most most of those traditional farmer types would be the same. You know, we, we don't need compliments. We, we, we're expected to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely, you know. If you, if you went out at 99 instead of making 100, um, you know, being grateful for that rather than that extra one run, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mate, um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this chat. How can people get hold of you if they want to reach out? Oh, look, um, I'm quite, I'm quite open on the um, on the social media there. Um, I, I'm under the handle AMW Farming on Twitter, which AMW? is my main point of call. Yep, yep. Um, other than that, you could. Um, you could look me up um, on the Nuffield um, on the Nuffield uh, website. It's nuffield.com.au. N-U-F-I-L-E-D. Um, N-U-F-F-I-E-L-D. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good. No worries. I'll have a look at that. Yeah, and that's. And, and just on that, I mean, that's, um, I, I'm currently going through the process of being a, 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 I was fortunate enough to get a 2022 scholarship with the Nuffield Group. Um, I'm sure some of your agricultural people will will know that group, but, um, you know, we, we put in 20 scholars from, from the absolute... Um, top end of agriculture every year mm. and, and that's a it's been a fascinating social group to be part of and, and and you know that's that's one of those things to to push yourself forward and 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 really get yourself in a in a headspace where you're challenging yourself and you're being in a group of like-minded people that you can really get energy off and mm. and that's just been a great experience so far that's true, mate, and good point, just to be able to have those little goals and that you can work towards, I think is uh, uh, important and key, but it's not what you're going to get out of that by having a piece of paper or whatever. It's more about what you're actually being able to experience by connection with other individuals of uh, a similar interest in mind and, uh, and all the value that goes along with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, you know, that's a special space. When you... When you can find those spaces where you're in with like-minded people that that really back you up and and you know you know you can ring them and 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 offload when you need to or mm. ring them and tell them about your 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 um 
uh, your, your positive outcomes and, and like just have somebody to talk to. So, mm. you know, those sort of groups are, are terrific. Yeah, mate, absolutely agree. And um, just on that, what are you <coughs> going to do now to look after yourself now that cricket season's finished? Um, probably going to stop drinking so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a byproduct. That's a journey. Um, but no, it's an interesting thing. We've had a we've had a very interrupted cricket season, like like everything with COVID and all the rest. We, you know, we haven't had that interaction so much this year, and um, my waistline is really showing it. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, so, so you know, one of those. Like we were talking, um, one of those things about keeping your head in the right space is probably keeping that waist in the right um, space as well. So I'm probably going to have to knuckle down and do something a bit hard, I think. <laughs> mm. get, a, get a mini trampoline, mate. That'll, that'll, uh, that'll sort you out. Yeah. Just jump on one of them for 10 minutes a day. That'll, uh, that'll uh, get things working properly. But, but yeah, you're right. Like at, you're 42 now, I suppose. But um, or coming up 42, maybe. But um, but yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We actually got to realise that our bodies do change every seven years as well. You know, and that's something that we don't get taught at school. But um, yep. but yeah, like just to be able to evolve with um, with with your body and and do things to keep it working properly. It's just like the tractor, isn't it? The machinery. If you're not doing things to keep that maintained, it's going to bugger up. The body will too, you yep. know. <laughs> we're not going to... Absolutely. Gonna... And I think if anybody has run machinery for long enough, so the cropping guys, maybe not the dairy people, but uh, cropping guys who really look after their tractor and service it at every at every verse end and clean it out, well, if you're not doing the same for yourself as you, as you are for your tractor, mm. well, you probably need to have a good look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my word. Oh, it's so common, mate. It really is. It, it's, it still goes on these days. Like you know, whether it's a guy in a mine or a guy in a farm or a, a guy sitting behind a desk in an office, the same thing. You know, you're putting all your energy into into an outcome, uh, but you're not really putting the, any energy into yourself. You know, and uh, uh, I think you got to invest time into yourself, mate. Do 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 these things before you start the day. Like get your exercise out of the road or, or you know, that just to get your body moving properly so it can function properly throughout the day and the aches and pains and that will will start to uh, be less and less. But I just reckon if you can get into a rhythm with your breath, like get your breath working really well, that helps you, you, you calm down, your nervous system calms down. And if you can do things in the morning to, to, to do that, I just think that that prepares you for a, for a, for a good day ahead. And, um, you know, physical activity is, is a great way to connect with your breath because it actually gets it gets that working properly, opens up your heart and your lungs and, um, you know, if you, you sort of got that shut down more then, um, you know, you're not going not gonna to function as well. But, yeah, I think, mate, yeah, there's a challenge for you over the, over the winter period to start to maybe drop a few kilos and, uh, and get ready for next cricket season so you can start to be a bit fitter and stronger and, Start to make uh, make a, a ton and uh, and get a few wickets. Uh, be, becomes a bit easier when you're actually a bit uh, a bit more fitter rather than overweight. I reckon that's for sure. Yeah, no, and I'll um, I'll um, happily or unhappily embrace that challenge. Yes, well, let's do it, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't mind playing. Where I live, 
Agnes, say resume, John. Sorry, I might have said another. Oh, that's cool. So, oh, well, so make sure if, you, if you're ever down this way during the summer, I'm sure it'll be short somewhere. <laughs> oh, mate, well, that, that, that's what I miss where I am. I actually uh, don't have a cricket team here or a footy team or any of that, you know. So uh, although I live near the beach and there's heaps of surfing, um, uh, that, that camaraderie that comes with being connected with the team is, is so important uh, too, you know. So um a lot of the social activity uh, around here is is from drinking and, and those sorts of things uh, to be able to sort of you know you know do that um occasionally but not all the time um as a social outlet i think is good for the well-being but but primarily um yeah having the connection of a, of a club is uh, is really key mate and uh yeah if you can get results with that club um you know and you perform and you win premierships and all that great but if even if you're around people uh you know first and foremost and then uh you know the wins and that um you know uh are secondary to the uh the goods uh things that come from being in a in a team environment i suppose oh absolutely hundred uh, percent aaron Mate, uh, appreciate it. So, uh, AMW Farming on Twitter. So, people can look you up there. All right. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this, uh, this uh, conversation spreads far and wide and, and um, you know, people, people, you know, learn a lot from, from this chat and, and your own experiences and everything, Adam. So, really grateful for, for your time. And I, I've got a feeling we're going to have many more in the future. So, I appreciate it, mate. Nah, it's been awesome, Aaron. Thank you.